0: Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. It's good to hear some new, new voices and new songs. It's wonderful, isn't it? This evening, I got a message for you that I believe the Lord gave me. And have you told them? We're talking about Thanksgiving. Have you told them? Amen. So many times we come down to the altar, we flood the altar, and we thank God. But when's the last time you thanked someone that was a blessing to you? Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would allow me to convey this message the way that you've given it to me to be a blessing tonight, to be helpful, to be an encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, we're to thank God for his people. Just bear with me. I don't have one passage. I have several. I'm going to skip around a little bit. The one point, I have one point, and the point is this. Have you told them? If you get nothing else, just get that. Amen? And uh, listen, as Christians... You're here today because of the influences of God's people. Somewhere, somehow, God has placed people in your life in various times, in certain places to impact the way, of, the way you think and the way you live. Many of which you have dismissed, you've ignored, and even at various times you probably thought they were crazy. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Remember when people witnessed to you when you were lost? You say, man, get me out of here. Amen? These people are nuts. These Jesus people. You remember them? And, uh, but these same people now that you're born again, you've come to appreciate. Or you should come to appreciate. And the point of the message is, have you told them? Have you told them? have you thanked God for them? Amen. And that's the, really the, the, the point of the message this evening. I'm going to give you several examples as we asked several questions posed here. Number one, as we look at the questions posed, how far does a thank you reach? Well, according to 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 through 3, he said, we give thanks to God always for you and you all making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and the sight of God and our Father. Let me tell you how far a thank you reaches. It reaches heaven. You know why? Because God cares about our heart and God blesses people that are thankful people. Amen? And so thanking God for his people who truly made a difference in your life is imperative. And when you thank them through prayer and through actual going out and thanking them, according to the Bible, that reaches heaven. God is listening. Amen? Secondly, just questions posed, what effect does a heartfelt thank you have? What effect do you think it might have? 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundance of the grace might through thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Let me tell you what thanksgiving does when you thank people, when you thank God. It brings glory to God. And that word redound means expands, exceeds, or becomes contagious in a good way. Amen. In other words, when Thanksgiving begins, it brings glory to God, and as it brings glory to God, it becomes contagious because people stop complaining, people stop moaning and groaning, and they stop and they start bringing glory to God by being thankful. And as one it's it just kind of catches fire there and and begins to spread and others begin to appreciate that and get over themselves and begin to be thankful. I tell you number 3, Are we exhorted to be thankful? Well, I could give you many, many verses on this one. But on 1 Timothy 1 through 2, 1 through 4, it says, I exhort you there, first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Notice it didn't say pick and choose. Listen, if you have a problem, then you're to pray for that person. Thank God they brought them into your life. That could be a little challenge, can't it? It goes on to say, for kings and for all that are in authority, they may lead a quiet, peaceable life do, with all godliness and honesty. I wonder what would happen if we begin to be thankful and we begin to pray instead of tear down. wonder what would happen if the whole church of Jesus Christ decided to pray one day for our leadership. I wonder what would really happen and thank God for the country and the place in which we live. You're right. You're right. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. Listen, as we look at these, these verses here and to, we're exhorted to give thanksgiving or to be thankful, it's a view from God's perspective. You say, well, what's God's perspective? For all men to be saved and live a peaceable, godly life. That's it in a nutshell. You say, what's God's perspective? When we become thankful and we become to appreciate those things and we begin to live out the life that God called us to live and, and we begin to pray for those that need prayer, that are lost. You say, why are they so messed up? They're lost. You expect something out of someone that is lost that's unrealistic. They need Jesus. They simply need Jesus. So what's God's perspective? Listen, God's perspective is for all men to be saved, live a peaceable life and godly life. Boy, would that that almost sounds like heaven, doesn't it? Number four, how did Jesus respond to a thankful leper? It's all about thankful, just laying groundwork here. In Luke chapter 17 11 through 19, you know the story about the 10 lepers. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, speaking of Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And when they saw them, he said unto them, Go show thyself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Listen, they were cleansed before they ever got to the priest. What's it mean to go to the priest? It's under the Old Testament. Bring the appropriate sacrifice. Do what you're supposed to be do for the cleansing in which God had cleansed them. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. You know what? This story is in the Bible because it blesses God's heart because someone actually turned back and was thankful. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks for he was a Samaritan. Let me tell you something about the Samaritan. He couldn't have went to the priest if he wanted to. He was a Samaritan. You know the priest he went to? The high priest, Jesus Christ. Amen. He went to the right priest at the right time, and being thankful. And Jesus answered and said, where are there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? You know, many times if we're not careful, we'll be like the average church member. We begin to pray, God heals us, God does what he does, and and we don't even thank him. We go about as if it never even happened. You know what? God takes notice of those that turn back, fall on their face, and thank him even those that are a stranger and an outcast. It's a shame that God's elect couldn't do that, but the stranger could. And he said, were they, Are there not found that return to give glory unto God, save this stranger? And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith is made thee whole. I tell you what, nine were healed that day, but one was made whole. And there is a big difference in between the two. Nine were a temporary fix. That last one was a permanent, eternal life. Healing head to toe. Trust in Jesus Christ as a savior. Amen. Nine were cleansed, but only one was made whole. And Jesus gave him, Jesus gave him more than he asked for. You know, we see that as a pattern in the Bible, don't we? When we become to be thankful, even when Solomon prayed, he got a whole lot more than he asked for. Because his heart was right. And he was thankful for the place in God where God allowed him to be at that time. Number five, as we look at this, thankfulness must be expressed in order to be effective in another person's life. Thankfulness must be expressed in order to be effective in another person's life. What am I saying? How are they going to know? How are they going to know unless you tell them? How are they going to know unless you say thank you, love you, appreciate you? There are people that are blessed every day by others. And they get so used to it that they're callous to it. And they don't even say thank you. God wants us to be a thankful people. Do you appreciate God's people? I don't have a long message tonight. Do you appreciate God's people? How would they know? Have you told them? Have you told them? That's just a simple answer. And the truth is, 90% of the time, the answer would probably be no. And there's a lack of communication. I want you to think for a minute, how many people God has put in your life to bring you where you are today? Boy, I could, in the last 20, some 24 years or whatever, there's a, even before that, way before that, even when I was lost, my mom was down here at this altar praying with Mrs. Caldwell for my soul to be saved because I was a rebel. Amen. There were people in this church praying for me way before I ever stepped through the doors. And even as a teenager, counseling with Caldwell, hoping to get out of here as fast as I could because I was in trouble. Amen. But you know, you think about all the people that helped you along the way. I think of, I think of my parents praying for me and trying to do, do what's right. They did their best. Amen. But it's still at the end of the day, it's up to you. I think of uh, pastor Erickson at Waters Edge Baptist church They're there for like, I don't know, 40 years, a very great impact on our life. He's the one that married us 42 years ago. And you know, a while back, several, several, quite a few years back, God impressed upon my heart this very thought. And, 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 I, and I began to think about that and pray about that. And I began to write several letters. I am not a letter writer. And I began to write several letters to the various pastors and people and deacons and different people that really did help me and my wife in our Christian life. They really did. And I began to write letters and I sent them all out. And about two months ago, I guess it's about two months ago, maybe two and a half months ago, I went to uh, Pastor Erickson's funeral. And his wife came up to me and said, uh, I never I, I saw the letter that you had written to my husband. I never knew about it. But you know where it was? It's right in his top desk drawer. You know why? Because it's probably the only one there. Folks, that should not be. Should not be. I think about the various pastors. I remember thinking Harmon Stone owned Stone's Grocery Store down Edgemere. He was a great mentor to me, and we did butt heads at times, but he was usually right because he was well seasoned. I think of uh, Lumen Evans. These people are all home with the Lord now. Amen. Him and his wife. They were they were a retired pastor, but he never retired. He continued to preach, though he couldn't even see the book he was preaching from because he had it all memorized. But I could call, I could think of Patrick Kenny. I I could go through a whole list. I mean, just a list, a long list of people that personally impacted my life. And there are many in your life that have personally impacted your life. When's the last time you thanked your teacher for being a blessing to you? when they're sitting home grading papers and they're spending their night taking going tailing through all your paperwork that you have done, have you thanked them? When's the last time you thanked your pastor? You know, I'm sure he, he's probably overrun with negative emails and negative things. You hear him talk about them all the time. Wouldn't it be nice to be flooded with Blessings. We appreciate you, Pastor. And I know we have a church that does appreciate their pastor. But I'm not just talking about the pastor. I'm talking about one another. I'm talking about the people in this room. I'm talking about the people in your life that have been a blessing to you. Listen, there are many, many, many people that have shaped my life and my family's life, pastors and teachers and, and some people I've met for a brief period of time and never saw them again. But God has put a whole host of people in your life. You are where you are today because of the influences and the people that God has put you in, in your life. And for many of us, the only reason we haven't fallen, quit, or just threw in the towel is because of these same People. When you're saying, you know what? I had enough. When you're pastoring and Monday of Sunday, you're on top of the world. And Monday you say, you know what? I'm done. And then somebody calls you and says, hey, appreciate you. Phew, well, it's the end of that. <laughs> you said, does it make that much difference? Oh man, sometimes a word fitly spoken there is nothing and the timing of it. It's, I think it's got to be of God. And so God has placed people in your life to reach you, to teach you, to assist you. In many ways, they have shaped you. You know why? Because they love you and they care about you. They have taken their time, their efforts, their resources. Sometimes it's financial no one else would ever know. Sometimes it's just a hug. Sometimes it's just an encouraging word. Whatever it may be. Listen, I'm not saying you have to agree with every point. Many of these same people, because I have grown in the Lord, I do not agree with some of the stands that they take. But that doesn't make them my enemy. And it is because of those various challenges in my life, it has brought me to a place where I can be doctrinally solid. Not being argumentative, not debating, but challenged to study deeper and study more and listen more intently. Slow to speak and quick to listen. And so you're not gonna agree on every point, but one thing for sure, even down through history and down through your life, God has put these people in your life. Some of them might even rub you the wrong way to push you the right way. Some of them may have been even annoying. But that has helped you to grow too, hasn't it? Some people you say, oh my goodness, here they come. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I needed that. For some people, it has helped you to become patient, maybe kind, whatever it is. But in all of this, all these various people in your life, have you thanked them? Have you thanked them? You say, who are these? Listen, they're pastors. Through pastoring, you're talking about pastoring and counseling. Your parents. Listen, your parents... Loving you and training you and doing your best. You say, my parents aren't perfect. Listen, nobody's perfect. You're not perfect either. They don't know it all and you don't know it all. But it doesn't mean you can't appreciate their love and their efforts. And the fact that young people, if you're in a Christian school, I know for a fact the sacrifices that it takes to put people through the school. My two younger boys graduated from this school. My younger brother graduated from this school. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It's because they love you and they want the best for you. Maybe instead of, well, I don't want this to be a negative message, bucking out authority, maybe you should thank them that you're not in public school. And... uh And then the past influences, think about the past influences and the life experiences and the people in them, how they've impacted your life. Now, listen, as I go through this, each one of you, your mind is flooded with different people, different faces, different names at different times. Maybe it's people, maybe it's neighbors, maybe it's friends, maybe it's family, coworkers, sometimes even a passerby. But they've all impacted your life. And number six is, why should they be told? Because it's encouraging. Because it's right. The reality and the truth be told, many times the people of God feel discouraged because of the lack of response of those they pour their lives into. And I get amen right there. Because all of us are pouring our life into somebody, or we should be. Right? And yet, in reality, they are changing lives, and they are changing destinations. But sometimes, in between the complaining and in between the lack of response and the, the lack of communication, you feel like you're swimming upstream, and you're not making any difference. But the reality is, you are making a difference. The short circuit is in the response of the one returning, like the leper, and saying thank you. That's where the short circuit is. The problem is the lack of communication through Thanksgiving, both through the person and to God. Listen, if you begin to thank God for someone, sooner or later, you're gonna go thank them. Because your heart's right. And there may be people, and as I as I bring this message, there may be people at the time. Uh, at the time of these various situations, you really didn't appreciate them at that time. But as you scroll back and roll back in time, you've come to a place now where you're mature, you've grown up in Christ, and you've learned to appreciate these people. The point is, have you told them? What am I saying? It's never too late. You said that was 20 years ago. Okay. Why you didn't, tell them, go tell them. And so maybe you're a slow learner. It's never too late to say thank you. That's one of the first things we learn as we're a child. What do you say? Thank you. Unfortunately, much of that is missing in our society today. Listen, don't let pride rob you of the joy of appreciating another. I can't do that. What do they think of me? I'll be embarrassed. I'll be this. I'll be that. No, i tell you what, you'll be bringing glory to God Amen. and the redounding thanksgiving by the hearts and minds of many. Number seven, what do I do with this information? Okay, What do I do with all this when it's all said and done? I told you it was a unique message. What do I do with it? First and foremost, thank God for His people and their influence. Don't be prideful and think you've got, here, here's what happens. People get to where they are and they think they got there on their own. You're deceived. And there is for many an area of growing space when they first get saved, they get excited. Then they begin to disciple. Then they begin to get some Bible knowledge. And then suddenly they kind of think they know more than everybody else. And then eventually they grow out of that uh, childlike adolescent stage and become mature and, and then as that time they begin to appreciate those they put in their life and there are people of all the all these different stages but if you're at that stage where you're appreciative of the people that God has put in your life then thank God and thank the people for the influence pray and ask God to reveal the people who have impacted your life in Christ both past and present can you do that Take time to thank them. And I'm not talking about a text. Forget the text thing, okay? I'm talking about call them on the phone. Go visit them. Write them a letter. Send them a card. I have a neighbor that is, that is terminally ill who watches our services online, watches Sunday school, and he sends me cards at least like three times a week. Praying for you, encouraging you. When I said sends a card, it starts out with a basic card, and there's not a square centimeter on that card where there's not print. Front, back, every area of that card. Full of scripture. What is an encouragement? He's a blessing. Take time. And be, you listen and say, well, it's been a long time. Then write a letter and be specific and detail when and how they impacted your life. Listen, there are many people you're gonna impact their lives and they're gonna have no idea even who you are. So you're gonna to have to explain to them who you are. We're in Wisconsin, I was in Wisconsin, a lady from Curtis Bay called, remember her? Called and said, man, I got victory. Listen, she didn't have victory when she was on the bus. But years later, we've met several people like that. There's many times there's the delayed response. You know what? When they call and say, listen, I'm topside, things are going well, God is good, and I'm praying for you. What an encouragement. What a blessing. That is a great blessing. Now listen, if they have passed, then tell their family members. So they can rejoice with you. And as they're rejoicing with you, maybe you'll even have an opportunity to reach them. It would definitely give you an open door, wouldn't it? And number eight, lastly, what are the results? Well, I think it's a win-win situation. I think the results are encouragement, encouragement, and more encouragement. Who doesn't want to be appreciated? Who wouldn't want that? You'd have to be something wrong with you not to be want to be appreciated. So, as you look at this, for you, you watch God work both in you and them. But for them, to the recipient, they're receiving the appreciation. And the man, they think, man, life is good. Now they're now motivated. They're on cloud nine. They might even been discouraged that day, might even be ready to quit that day. You'll never know. And they'll never tell you. I tell you, for you, it motivates you to impact others. As you, as you communicate back and forth, say, wow, this really works. They appreciate me. I appreciate them. God gets the glory. I am thankful you both go away having, a, having just a right heart, a right spirit, and rejoicing in Christ your Savior. It motivates you to impact others. I tell you what, for them, it demonstrates that soul winning and discipleship really works. And they've not done it in vain. I tell you, for you, it humbles you to appreciate others. Maybe even appreciate the fact that you needed them. But for them, it shows their appreciation and their efforts were not in vain. And it brings true joy to their heart. I tell you, for you, it changes you to see others in a different light. But for them, it stirs their heart and motivates them to do more. You know what? When you appreciate somebody and they get the appreciation and they get excited, next thing you know, they're, they're ready to go out and do more for Christ because now they're starting to see the fruit of their labors and they're starting to hear back and get feedback. And who doesn't want to do more once you're excited about what God is already doing? And then it unites you to the body of Christ, which is the church. And it serves as a reminder of how God has used them. And especially when we come to the elderly that are laid aside, that can no longer do the things they used to do. You know what that does when you sit down with them? It shows them that, listen, as they're suffering, and many are, with hurts and uh, maybe even doubts, and they're laid up, they can't do anything, they can certainly pray, and they do but it's a time of reminiscing and to begin to hear, listen, they have passed on something that's eternal. They have impacted your life. They may say, I can't do it anymore, but I'm glad I had a a part in shaping that person's life and that person's life and that person's life. Folks, we have people in our church that belong in this church. Some of you have never met who have served day and night in this place. It's good to remind them and encourage them and strengthen them by just saying thank you. Listen, the very building that we're sitting in and the comforts we have are because of the people before you who have worked hard, who have gave, who have given all so you can sit where you're sitting and enjoy the things that you're enjoying. Though they're cl- clearly out of the picture pretty much at this point. I'll tell you another thing for them, it's a source of comfort and joy as just reminisce, because that's about all they can do at this point. Don't write them off, don't dismiss them as if they didn't exist. If they've impacted your life, tell them, young and old alike. You see, thank God for his people. Listen, I believe this is breeding ground for revival, restoration, and a real presence of God because it does reach heaven. We need to be more like that leper and less like the other nine. We need to thank God for his people. So the point is this. Have you told them have you told them? Take time to thank them. I mean, really thank them. That's not a checklist. I don't care if it takes you months. Maybe it'd be a great thing to to, uh, to say, you know what? In, in 2024, I'm going to take my time and I'm going I'm to thank people that have impacted my life. Maybe it'll change your whole perspective and your whole outlook on your Christian service. Communication appreciation. When it comes to this area, we need more of it. So the point is, have you told them? Or we'll end with this. Will you tell them? Will you tell them? Will you humble yourself and go home and pray and say, God, give me those people that have impacted my life. Make a list. Take your time. Make the list. Maybe even take a week to write the list. And then one by one, pray over each one of them. Ask God how you could go through that list to be a blessing to someone else as we start out this new year or maybe even finish this year. It's time to tell them. There's too many discouraged Christians thinking their efforts have been in vain. It's time to let them know that is not in vain, that they have been a blessing, that they are a blessing, and you appreciate everything they have done for you or are doing for you. Amen? Let's stand together, bow our heads, close our eyes. Maybe you're here tonight, and you say, you know, preacher, I've never trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that's you tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, You say, you know what, if I died today, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven, but I would sure like to know that. I can have someone take a Bible and sit down with you privately and show you from the Bible how you can know you can have eternal life. Is anyone like that? Would you just lift your hand? Anyone at all? I tell you, if you're willing to tell them, why don't you come down the altar and begin to pray right now and say, God, Bring to remembrance those names and those people that have been a blessing to me and have helped me. If you're serious about that, come down and pray and ask God. Say, God, help me to remember these folks and let me be a blessing to them. Show me how.